1: That was the Welcome Back Carter song. Just the beginning of it. Don't really know the words, but welcome back to J-Rod Concerts Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Rodriguez. If you are new, this is a program that you know brings you fresh new artists, music producers, tour managers, and everyone from around the world of music. And there's a whole lot of fresh new artists that we've discovered here. There's established legends that we've talked to. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have the latter, legends. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Ladies and gentlemen, from Jefferson Starship, we have Kathy Richardson. In honor of the band's newest album release, Mother of the Sun. The first new music the band has created in 12 years. So we're going to be discussing the album with Kathy. As well as the songs that inspired the band through the years, and uh, and Kathy's life story, which is just fantastic, guys. Right? Kathy was born in uh, in Chicago suburb in Illinois, and uh, before her time as the lead singer in Jefferson Starship, she had her own very successful Kathy Richardson band in the Illinois area throughout the nineties, and she's also performed Janis Joplin uh, Janice Joplin parts for Jan- for Joplin's former band Big Brother and the Holding Company. Uh, she's She personifies Janis Joplin better than anybody, guys. Her voice is does justice and more to her. And it's a pleasure to have Kathy on the show. Such an intriguing and in-depth conversation that we had. We really hope you guys enjoy it. Kathy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being so generous with your stories and your quotes. Yeah, your 911 stories, so much good stuff in here. Uh, so yeah, guys, this is Kathy Richardson on the J-Rod Concerts Podcast. And if you're new to the show, welcome. Feel free to subscribe. And uh, if we may ask you a small favor, give us a little rating, whatever you want. It helps us a whole lot with the whole Spotify, Apple algorithms, all that good stuff. So Kathy Richardson on the J-Rod Concerts Podcast.
0: Jamie! Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Can you hear just, me?
1: I can hear you perfectly, Kathy. Can you see okay. me and hear me?
0: I can see you and hear you perfectly.
1: Yes. I love it, I love it. How are hey. you doing? I'm good, how are you? Happy Friday. You too.
0: Sorry yeah. about the time snafu.
1: It's okay. Listen, okay. It, it, we don't even know, can you believe it's August, like time?
0: Uh, I know, I thought it was still March.
1: Exactly, exactly. What is time right now? Oh, Kathy, thank you. So I really appreciate your time. You know, what an absolute know. pleasure to have you, you know, singer, songwriter, actress, you know, most, I mean, most of my audience, of course, knows, knows you as the lead singer of a Jefferson Starship. That's how most people know you, but, and we'll talk about that. Uh, you guys have a new EP coming out, Mother of the Sun, August 21st. But there is so much that you've done, Kathy. You've done everything. You know, uh, <laughs> full like of it. story, yeah, full of storied moments. You know, you of course your own band, Kathy Richardson band, love Janice, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah. Uh, first of all, l- let me first ask you, Kathy. You've you've done everything. Have you? Uh, did you ever imagine that something like this could ever happen? This pandemic, this craziness.
0: I never really thought about it, honestly. Um, I guess I guess I knew it could happen, but it, you know, I certainly didn't think it was going to. Like we we're just planning for a big year, a record release, world tour, um, international tour dates with Deep Purple and it all just yeah. went away. Poof. But the new record is still here, so
1: yeah. So we have to that it. to
0: look forward to.
1: Absolutely. No, I've been listening to it. Lots of good stuff. Actually, Pete Sears, I, I forgot to mention the original uh, member plays song on, on three of the songs. So that's yes. pretty exciting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, Kathy. And uh, how are you and Rachel doing? Like, have you guys been baking bread? And, and <laughs> no, we, she
0: just made um, chicken enchiladas that were so delicious. And uh, so, but we haven't baked any bread, but Rachel good. does most good of for the, you. the cooking because I'm not that Good at it. I like I I make myself like two soft boiled eggs every morning and that's yeah. about the extent of my cooking. I can pour a bowl of cereal for the kids. Okay. Uh, but that's about it.
1: <laughs> no, that's perfect. I mean boiled eggs, that's protein, yeah. cereal, deliciousness. You're covering yeah. all the bases in All my the book. bases, yummy. Oh, Kathy, that's great. Um, if you don't mind, let's talk about your early life for a second and then kind of move our way. Sure. Forward, if that's all right with you. Obviously, you know, you grew up in Burr in Burr a uh, beautiful mm-hmm. suburban town in Illinois, big, mm-hmm. nice houses and the whole yes. thing. Legend says your mother, Carol, uh, she played piano and encouraged you and, uh, you know, your two older sisters and younger brother to pursue the arts, right? She did, uh, yeah. Take, a, take us a little bit, you know, how, how it was inside your house. Was there music around? Were people dancing? How was it inside? Yes, you?
0: all of that. Um, Record player, dancing, family dance parties in the living room, getting around the piano, singing songs, making um, recordings with the cassette player. You know, recording ourselves singing and sending them to our grandparents and stuff. And nice. Um, yeah, it was it, it was always a lot of music and a, a lot of fun. Singing in the car on family trips, and you know, learning about harmony and and vocal arrangements. My mom was a wonderful singer and she was also like an elementary school teacher and uh and a music teacher so she was great with kids and and yeah. great with teaching us about music
1: oh really nice memories really yeah. nice memories and of course you know your first standing ovation you were in church <laughs> yes you, you were singing a barbara streisand song that, yeah. that that's uh, that's the word on the street sam you made the pants too long
0: <laughs> yes um, it was a church like fundraiser dinner uh, on a you know friday evening or something and My mom accompanied me. I had, um, back in those days, they didn't, you know, there was no internet. So we had to go down to the sheet music store in, in the city in Chicago. Yeah. Big outing to get this particular piece of music. And, um, my mom backed me up and I I made my own costume and everything. And I had my own like choreography. (laughs) Yeah. And when I was finished singing, everybody jumped out of their seats and I was, applauding it was terrifying I was terrified (laughs) it was so loud and it's so unexpected
1: right and I went running
0: off the stage and my mom met me back there and said Kathy they gave you a standing ovation I'm like what's that right (laughs) and she says it's really good it means they really liked you so then that was it I knew from that point on that was the only uh, the only reaction that was gonna be acceptable oh my night. god you
1: were hooked you got the totally hill. hooked totally oh, hooked. i love it i love it kathy and yeah. of course you know for those familiar with the area that bp gas station that is on plainfield and lagrange yeah. road yeah that is where rock history was made that gas station that you drive by every day because kathy's yeah. father used to i think own it work work in it um he owned it thing. yeah yes um, and of course you work with them as well as, as sometimes as a mechanic right
0: Yeah, I did everything that you can do at at a gas station.
1: (laughs) I learned the whole trade. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, what did you learn besides car stuff? What did you learn about like hard work, discipline, you know, like putting your hours in that you have to this day?
0: We worked so hard, so hard. And, you know, it was just what you did. You got up early, you put your uh, uniform on and you got, you know, seven, seven o'clock in the morning you were there and you stayed until the work was done. And uh, it it might be 12 hours, you know, but, you know, when you own your own business, you have to put in all the work. And my dad yeah. eventually made me the manager. So I was hiring and firing people. I was uh, training people. I worked in the in the office doing the books, to, you know, dealing with the cash sharing, keeping the place clean, and then learning how to fix cars, going on service calls, driving a tow, tow truck, you know. Sometimes I would pull up, I'd roll up to change somebody's tire or give them a jump or something. And it, would be a man and he would see me this young girl and he'd say oh let me do it you know <laughs> <laughs> do yeah. you want me you know and i'm like no no really it's my job it's okay and uh so it's it was interesting to see the um attitudes about women doing a, a non-traditional job you know yeah so um it just basically though it, it really just motivated me to um to get the hell out of there and do music and uh, yeah. I was very I was very depressed during those years because I was not pursuing my dreams you know my father was very supportive but he wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to make a living so he said you know it, right. you got music is hard you need a trade and that you know if you if you learn how to fix cars you'll always have that to fall back on yeah um, but what I then later realized is that music is a trade, it's a valuable trade. And I I will always have music to fall back on uh, (laughs) no matter what. So even with this pandemic, I'm not able to tour anymore, but I can always, um, I can do recording sessions. I can write music, produce music. I can do solo acoustic shows. And um, so hopefully, you know, I'll be able to survive through this period until we can get back playing live again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's great, that's great, Kathy. Thanks for sharing that insight. But one thing, one good thing happened in the gas station, though. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Gene peterek right? The, um, yes. Co-founder of Survivor. Yeah. Uh, he also wrote uh, Isle of the Tiger*. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. One day he came to the to the st- to the gas station. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't believe I don't th- I don't believe in coincidences personally like that. that that's, cause, cause yeah. Because what are the odds? Well, and he lived in the neighborhood.
0: He lived in the neighborhood um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the guys that worked at the gas stations were also musicians, go figure, so they recognized him, I wasn't there. Uh, but he, the the guy said, oh, that's the guy from Survivor. And my dad said, really, I'm gonna go talk to him. So yeah. my dad went out there, um, I said, oh, you're the guy from Survivor, we love your music. My daughter is a singer. And Jim probably rolled his eyes and, like, oh, great, you know. Yeah. And he Here says, we go. Yeah. well, do you have any advice? And he said, yeah, tell her to get a good lawyer. Um, and I'm sure he said it sor- sort of sarcastically because he was going through some lawsuits. And, you know, the first thing that happens when you get successful is somebody's going to sue you. So it turned out to be very good advice. <laughs>
1: good
0: advice yeah. He, uh, my dad said, well, do you know any? And he said, yeah, I do. And he he gave us the name of this local music entertainment attorney, mm-hmm. Linda Mensch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought, what do I need a lawyer for? I don't have any contracts. And I didn't really know that the way that you shop a deal oftentimes is through an entertainment attorney because they have relationships with the labels. But I didn't know that. Uh, So I I didn't ever call her until someone did offer me a contract. And my dad said, well, we're calling this lawyer that Jim Peterick recommended. And she read the contract and said, this is a terrible contract. You shouldn't get anywhere near this with the 10-foot pole. But who did you say... Jim Peterick referred you to me. I'm going to refer you back to him. So she called Jim and said, Hey, this girl that you sent me from the gas station is really good. You should listen to her.
1: (laughs) That's a cool story. uh,
0: Yeah. So he said, what? He probably didn't even remember, but he also lived in Burr Ridge. He lived in the fancy part of Burr Ridge. We lived in the old school part of Burr Ridge, but he was very close to me. So I went to his house and um, I brought him my demo tapes and, you know, he was, Like, yeah, there's potential here, you know? And so he started co-writing songs with me and then hiring me as a session singer to sing his demos. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's how we struck up a relationship. Long story short, I asked him to produce with me my first record and he did, and uh, we've been friends ever since. So he's a huge, huge supporter and great person.
1: That's amazing. And of course, my audience will know Moon, Not Banana from 1993. and uh, I'll, put the, I'll post the link in the description. Yeah. Because it's, well, it's, I see
0: it's, your, uh, your uh, Velvet Underground
1: um, oh, elbow yeah. cover
0: in the back. That is actually a banana.
1: There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, I prepared. I prepared. Wink, yeah. wink. <laughs> All right, Kathy. Well, we have, I mean, we can't go over everything. Your life is so fascinating, unfortunately. But let's move yeah. on to the Kathy Richardson band real quick because okay. um, you are a live institution in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you played so many shows. There were years mm-hmm. that you were playing 150 shows per year.
0: Yes. Okay? And mostly that in the Midwest. Is,
1: yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like Chicago, that area, like super yeah. known. Um, but I, 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 on the research, I saw some really good videos. You had a lot of fun on stage with people like Joel Hoekstra, Ed mm-hmm. Breckenfield, you know, Jude Gold, all these people. How would you describe this era, maybe for people that are just getting acquainted with you and that part of your career? How would you describe it?
0: uh well the 90s you know i I started in the early 90s that's when i really started putting my uh putting music out and trying to make a career out of it and uh, it was just so exciting i was so young so naive so ambitious so full of just ready to just take on the world you know and I'm doing this. I'm going to be a rock star. This is my mission. I'm going to, I'm going to get signed by a record company and I'm going to become rich and famous and that's going to be my life, you know. Yeah. And uh, after trudging away for many many years and getting closer and you know selling out Park West, you know, like like big venues in the city and and playing and having lines around the block and having such a huge buzz and the major papers writing about us and the radio stations playing us in rotation. And, um, it was, it was a very exciting time. And, uh, but you know, it was a lot of rejection, a lot, but and a lot of offers that were terrible that you would never want to deal with. In a minute. <laughs> so I, ne- I just continued putting out my own records and then, I got cast in Love, Janice, which you yeah. might be ready to ask me about next, which is, uh, go ahead, ask me. So predictable, right? <laughs> I know, so predictable.
1: <laughs> you, you probably have this roadmap of this interview. So well, but you know it, it's,
0: it is like the, the, the timeline of, of how my career, what, how it was going and it's what nice. changed it. And, and Love, nice. Janice changed the trajectory uh, in a in a whole way that I never, never expected to happen, never expected to be offered a job like that. Yeah. And, um, and so I ended up doing it in New York city and I went there with a stack of demos and I was ready for like, this is it. This is my big moment. This is my national stage. This is my career launching point. I'm going to go do the show. I'm going to, everyone's going to love me and I'm going to get a, (laughs) get a record. And, uh, I, the, the president, vice president of RCA came to the show. He, and this is someone who had I'd sh- been shocked to in the past, and and he had always taken a pass. But this time he said, "I get it now," and uh, let's set a meeting. So mm-hmm. we set a meeting, and that day I like my phone's ringing off the hook. There's a lot of sirens. You know, I I lived in New York City, so there's always a lot of sirens. Like this particular day the city was just so noisy, but my phone was ringing. I'm like, why don't people know this is my big day? I need my beauty sleep, you know? And, uh, uh, I get up. Finally, I start listening to the messages and I'm hearing these, are you okay? "Terrorist attack in New York. I go look out my front window and I see people just walking, dragging suitcases up the street. I turn on my TV and the World Trade Center falls down. And, uh, that was the day that my, my meeting with RCA was supposed to be, and it never did happen. The, the, a few days later, RCA axed the whole, uh, rock department. And, uh, so that I, I I just decided to, you know, after, after charging it out a few more months in New York city with, with the burning building and stuff, I got to get out of here. And I just sort of put my tail between my legs and said, I'm going to go, make a record. I wrote a ton of songs while I was there. I was feeling very inspired and prolific by living in the city. And, uh, so I had, to, I'd written like two albums worth of material. Yeah. I went home and I decided to do a happy album and a sad album. The happy album was the road to bliss. I'm actually wearing the, the hat. Yeah, <laughs> <there it is. laughs> and, uh, and ended up, I, I released it myself. Wow. Ended up getting nominated for a Grammy for best recording package. And, uh, and there you
1: go. There you have what it. What a story. Oh, my yeah. God. What an unbelievable story. Thanks so much for sharing that. Wow. Of course. Yeah. And um, did, did you, I mean, you, you basically, you are the, 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 the you are Janice Joplin, but did you learn something about her uh, just throughout this whole ordeal that you didn't know before?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't really know that much about her. Really? I had actually read the book Love, Janice. Um, uh-huh. <clears> I saw it in the bookstore when it came out. and it was a huge display. So it was hard to miss, but I I was like, I want to read that book. And, um, so then when the play came along and they, it was another, like a Jim Peterick reference, they had auditioned everybody in, in theater and they couldn't find anybody that they felt could sing the part of Janice and they had an actress to the, the, the play had two women playing Janice. One was a singer and one was an actress. So the actress did perform the, like the monologues and the singer came out with the band and sang the songs. So, they couldn't, they didn't find anyone in the theater world. And so they started looking in the rock world and my name kept coming up and Jim Peterick, Dennis DeYoung, everybody they asked for said, this is, you know, you this gotta ask girl. this girl. Yeah. So when they called me, I was like, oh, I'm very flattered, but I don't do theater. I don't really sound like Janis Joplin. I mean, right. I'm just, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a rock singer and I sing hard, but I don't, my sound doesn't sound like her. They're like, we don't care. That's what we want is a real singer. We don't want you to be an actor. We don't want you to do an impression.
1: Yeah. They you read be, the letters, you sing. Yeah.
0: yeah. You, we want you to be you and bring what you bring to it, but we want the authenticity of that. So awesome. I thought that was a really great. I'm like, well, how can I lose then? You know? Yeah. <laughs> of course, when you're singing in the place of a legend like Janice Joplin, you're going to be harshly critiqued and rightfully so. I mean, she was so unique. Nobody could really sound like her unless you were really doing an impersonation. So um, I did learn over the years about how to manipulate my voice and to to make myself sound more like her. And now it's sort of like a thing I could turn on or off to do my Janice sound. And actually, ironically, tonight on uh, YouTube, uh-huh. um, Ravinia TV is airing a, a Janice Joplin episode and they had me come down and sing four songs oh, with a band. Cool. It's been like many years since I did Janice, but um, I'm, I'm dying to see it. I, I, we recorded it back in May or June, you know, so um, oh, okay. it's just coming out tonight on uh, Ravinia's YouTube channel.
1: That's exciting. Okay, so yeah. so so, that's, so when we air this, it's gonna be like a week after this okay. happens. But, but they can but find I, it. I hope. You, it yeah, it's ch- probably gonna be there. Be there. Mm-hmm. That's it. that's super. Yeah, you're amazing as as oh, Janice. Okay. People, have, <laughs> people should check that out. Also, PB Google YouTube PBS. You know, Janice, your name, the whole thing. A lot of good stuff in there. Cool. Um, we're getting to Jefferson starship just a second. So of course the way you meet them or uh, correct me if I'm wrong is you are playing with big brother on the, on the holding company, which is Genesis basically banned and you're opening mm-hmm. for Jefferson. Yeah. And, uh, and you strike up a relationship. Is that how the connections made?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were, it was like uh, a few bands on tour and, um, you know, immediately made friends with the guys in Jefferson Starship. And of course, I'm a huge fan. I have all the Jefferson stuff on vinyl, airplane and Starship. I mean, I have behind me, I don't know if you can see this. This Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Give us a tour. Give give us a little peek.
0: This is a mirror, uh, you know, that I won at a carnival when I was in high school. No way. you... um, so you know you like you throw darts at a wall of balloons. If you hit three, you get a, a prize. I picked that Jefferson mirror, no <laughs> and you kept it. Yes, I've had it all these years, and it's funny. And I ha- I also have over my left shoulder here. I have um, Grace Slick self portrait yeah. that I bought Ugh. from her years before um, at, at an art show. I just happened along, and there she was. And I was like, I have to buy a painting so I can meet her. So <laughs> unbelievable. Um, I had these things hanging on my wall. I had just moved to San Francisco and I'd moved all my stuff out there thinking that I'm going to be, I, did, I was doing love Janice there. Yeah. And I was thinking this play is going to run forever and I'm just going to live here and do the show for the rest of my life until I can't sing anymore.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, five days after I moved in or signed my lease, the play closed. It, it, it was like, Oh no. Like, okay. Oh no. So now I just moved all my stuff to San Francisco. I signed a year lease in a very expensive apartment and (laughs) I don't have a job, you know, and I'm like, Oh man, what am I going to do? So I was sitting there and Janice or uh, Grace sitting over my shoulder next to my mirror. And I get an email about going on the road with big brother and the holding company opening for Jefferson starship. I'm like, yes. Oh, cool. I got a job, you know? So I, uh, so I made friends with them, um, and they were coming. They were coming out to wa- in the wings to watch me sing every night, um, especially at the end of the show. We did Ball and Chain, yeah. And there's that big open cadenza that you know is open for anything to happen, and all the you know ranting and raving and screaming and everything. <laughs> So uh, they'd come, they'd all like gather back there to watch what she's going to do. And we yeah. became buddies and friends. And um, then their, their singer, Diana Mangano, decided to leave after that. Yeah. And so they said, hey, what, what are you, would you consider coming and joining us? And we're going to make a record and we're going to do all this and that. I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, that's like a beyond a fantasy come true. I mean, like, I love Jefferson Starship. Like, I they're one of my favorite bands. They're my second favorite band behind Heart, who was my first favorite band when I was growing up. But I love, I just love their music and I love, I love, I just, it's so insane and so right in my wheelhouse. Wow. Yeah. Even more so than Janice, although I, I did get better at doing Janice over the years, but that, it, it was just so much more, I, I felt more connected to that music as yeah. a person growing up listening to it. So, I can't believe um, Wow. Yeah, so I I was like, I yes, I I know I, I I'm actually perfect for this. <laughs> yeah. So Paul Kantner uh came to my apartment and uh I had my whole stack of vinyl sitting on the floor so he could see what a big fan I was and how prepared I actually am for this job. And um we got guitars and we sang, we harmonized, and he said, yeah, you know, this was just a formality. You're in.
1: You're in and, thumbs up. Uh,
0: yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so that's how I got into the band.
1: Kathy, you, your life, I, knew, I mean, I knew it, but even more so now. You you are a Hollywood movie. Like, are you kidding? Like, your <laughs> I, life is amazing. When are you going to write a book?
0: I, I, I mean, I, I've thought about it. I've started and stopped several times. I, I just keep thinking about all my stories in my head and, and trying to, one day I'll map it all out and tell all the best stories yeah
1: but it's I like have a saga, a, you know? a title
0: i'm not a real rock star but i play one on stage okay that's that's my-
1: that's <laughs> all right you can pre-order now on amazon it's right. coming out in six years <laughs> i'll be just you
0: know a <laughs> chapter a year or something <laughs> oh my
1: god epic epic kathy uh, okay and the, the pbs show that we mentioned which is legendary show um very big show for you with them was that was one of your first ones right wasn't it like just go straight ahead
0: Uh, when, when I went on with Jefferson Starship on PBS, yeah, 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 yeah. that was one of the first that was like, I had been in the band about a year and that was like one of our biggest things. And that was so great for the band. Cause when I joined the band was kind of not doing, you know, not doing that well, like a lot of small clubs, some big shows and a ton of touring, but just really hard, not a lot of money, like just sort of. The draw was yeah. it was difficult so that performance being on pbs gave us a huge shot in the arm and um you know the the video uh, on my youtube channel has gotten a couple yeah. of million views it's like Fantastic. that really really helped us and it made a lot of people go who is that you know uh so for me it was a great exposure and for the band it's been a, a great piece. And then a, a few years ago, when Jefferson Airplane was inducted into the Grammy, they got a Grammy lifetime achievement award, Right. Um, Grace, who does not sing anymore, asked me to sing in her place. So uh, there I was 10 years later, again, on uh, great performances on PBS singing in Grace's spot with, with Jack and Yorma from Jefferson Airplane. And uh, that was definitely a full circle you know, oh moment my right God, there.
1: Kathy, what a story. You're yeah. being so generous with your time. Just a couple more questions. Um, let me ask you about the first time that you played like on tour with Jefferson Starship, <laughs> where you had like a what the hell moment. Like holy shit. Uh, like, you know, rivers of people, different audiences that you were accustomed to. Like, mm-hmm. do you have like a show that stands out?
0: Well, um I remember just like when I first came into the band, they didn't have me singing all the songs because they're they he handed me a list of like 150 songs or something yeah i'm like i'm never gonna learn all these songs (laughs) tell me which songs we're playing and he's like we never know until right before i'm like oh god like Like, grateful dead
1: bruce springsteen yeah
0: yeah so my very first show i'm cramming all these songs that we might be playing and i tell myself i don't need to practice somebody to love because i know that song front and back well yeah Sound check. Let's try somebody love. All right. (laughs) One, two, three. And we're singing along and we get to this, the bridge breakdown section. Your eyes, I say your eyes may look like his. And there's a bar of two that I didn't know about because I didn't listen. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know where to come in and I'm coming in early and they're like, no, 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 wrong. Try again. And then finally says, somebody says to me, there's a bar of two. Oh, oh my God! So it took five, four or five false starts. And also at the time, the manager was selling these gold gold circle VIP tickets where you could come to soundcheck.
1: So I got hey, oh, all no. the like uh-huh.
0: diehard fans that have spent the extra money to be there, and they're and they're like, oh, we're watching this <laughs> yeah. first show. They're t- you know tweeting it. You know, she doesn't know somebody to love. This is going to be a train wreck. So yeah. I definitely remember that. I did. I. I didn't screw it up during the actual show and I never messed it up again, but uh, that was pretty, that was pretty oh intimidating.
1: <laughs> that is so funny, Kathy. What a great yeah. story. Are you kidding me? That's fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the new EP. Okay.
0: Mother of the Sun, it's
1: the first time in 12 years that there's new music. Yeah. Um, Like I said, you know, a lot of highlights. Peter's here is being back for a few of the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about the album. How was the process? Did you like it?
0: oh yeah it's well it's right now i feel like i'm in the late stages of labor and i'm just Mm -hmm. i want this baby to come out and it's funny because the album is called mother of the sun (laughs) s-u-n uh there we started after after paul died we started conceiving like we want to do new music because there's a lot of people out there saying oh they're not the original band they're a tribute band they're a cover band all this stuff and you know I've never, in my whole life, I've only ever been an artist as far as I'm concerned. I've been writing, producing, releasing music for years and years. I never went the, pursued the, like, tribute band route yeah. as a young artist. In fact, resented people who did. So I, <laughs> to be, to be, like, dismissed as at, as that, after being in the band for a decade, playing with Paul Kantner and Marty Balin, and, you know, um, Jack and Yorma and having Grace become a friend and and a mentor to me yeah um it felt it's like you know what we we need to create our own identity with this band because all of us have been in the band for many many years chris smith is not original but he's been in the band longer than any original member 25 years or something right um and so we we wanted to create our own identity while remaining true to the legacy of the band, which I yeah. think, I think by doing new music, we are being true to the legacy because Paul created this band, um, to be a collective and bringing the best people in for the job. And I feel like he, he's definitely smiling down. These songs are influenced by him. The album art, the title, it's got a space. theme. mother of the Sun is, a uh, based on the, goddess Cassiopeia who is also a constellation right and our artwork for our album has all this Cassiopeia stuff can I show you Yeah, got it right here oh my
1: god (laughs) Um, I I strongly encourage the audio audience for this episode to check out the video version because this is fantastic what's happening Uh, yeah
0: okay so I will describe it for the uh people who are on audio I'm holding up the cd here it looks like a regular cd box um on the cover is my son Hendrix floating Uh a Little uh, wooden ship across a sea of stars where the beautiful. Cassiopeia nebula or, or uh, constellation is Stunning. And I'm going to pull off the sleeve. And it, again, you see, it looks like mm-hmm. a regular CD what you open it up. The CD is attached here. Open it again.
1: Oh, got more stunning. beautiful
0: art and then pop it like this. Boom. Stop. Uh, space box.
1: Oh my God, guys, it, it looks a, like, it's like the box of a Happy Meal, and, it, but, it, but with music.
0: But with music and uh, <laughs> beautiful artwork on Stunning. all four sides, original artwork by a young artist named Nicholas Moeller, who's our, actually our oh managers uh, mentoring him for a, for some college program.
1: Unbelievable. And he
0: said, I, I do art. And he says, do you want to do an album cover? So this kid, he's never done this before. He makes collage art. He takes uh, like pictures of things and he Attaches another thing. So he does all these little collages which are space into spice into like normal everyday oh. stuff. And um, so and then it will there's a booklet with lyrics. And then it's it one of the most just,
1: beautiful album packages I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I I I think so
1: too. And this took yeah.
0: Oh my god this took so long and so many missteps and misfires along the way but it folds right back down to a cd and it fits in your in your cd slot so
1: oh my god talk about a collectible
0: yeah so that's the space box we have a regular old digi digi pack and of course we're on all the digital streaming services sure
1: that's just a cd right not the vinyl
0: right the vinyl is not going to come out till the end of the year because of um production
1: production delays delays or whatever yeah it
0: takes forever to make an album
1: yeah, oh, Kathy, you've, what, a, what, a, what a great interview. Let me ask you this last question. Okay. What's gonna happen with the pandemic, Kathy? Because, and I ask you because obviously you, just hearing your story, you have something with the universe. There's some <laughs> connection there. There's some yes, connection that you sure. have. So why don't yeah. you just tell us, like, are we gonna survive this? When is this gonna be over? Just tell us what's gonna happen, Kathy.
0: We are gonna survive. Um, if, if we don't get a vaccine right away, I think we're going to discover a treatment. I actually just before I spoke to you, I was attempting to donate plasma because I did have COVID in back in March and I tested positive for an, antibodies. And I happen to know, um, you know, secondhand through my, our accountant who had horrible uh, COVID in the ICU. ICU. Hmm. He got antibodies from New York and it instantly got him better. And uh-huh. people, have, that's that's what we're hearing again and again. So. I'm trying to donate my uh plasma with my antibodies to like be a treatment for for people who are in dire straits and I think anybody out there if you think you had covid try to get the antibody test if you have if you're positive go donate plasma because this is right now the one treatment that we have that are, we're pretty sure works and um and will will give us lasting immunity for at least I don't know at least, as long as the as long as the antibodies uh linger in your body and we don't know that yet but i think we're going to be okay i think we're going to find a a vaccine i don't know how long it's going to take but uh everybody you know if we want to get back to society and playing shows and stuff everybody needs to mask up if you're going outside stay at home where you where you can don't don't expose yourself to too many people and vice versa right and um you know everybody's got to do their part to slow the spread so that we can open things back up and make some semblance of normal again.
1: Absolutely, perfect place to leave it. Kathy, (laughs) what a great interview. And had so much fun talking to you. Can't wait to see you rock the stage whenever that is because you're gonna come in like a a fury. I'm ready, I'm ready. I am playing,
0: I I, I am going to be, uh, at space in Evanston, they're doing an outdoor stage. Oh, cool! Um, first when show sold out on the fifteenth of August. Okay, so next Saturday.
1: Next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh huh.
0: And the first show at seven sold out, so they added an early show. There's still tickets for that. It's only fifty people. It's outdoors, uh, spread apart, so all ages, please come on out and uh,
1: Epic. hear some live music. Oh, that's cool. Good for them. Kathy, yeah. have a great rest of of your day. Thank you Thank so much you, for Jamie. your time. Thanks so much. All right. A good one.
0: You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts the Podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.